Hey, what's going on, friends? Dr. Drill with the Making Motivation Podcast. It is uh, 8 p.m. on the 10th of March, 2021. Today was a beautiful day, beautiful spring day. Really the first, I guess, the first major, like, this week, actually, has been wonderful. Getting progressively warm. It's 50 degrees out right now at 8 o'clock at night. Sun has been staying up longer and longer. This weekend, we um, bring the spring forward, so that's exciting. Something to look forward to. There's a lot of optimism out there, more optimism than I've I've witnessed for you know quite a while. Of course, the weather helps that, right? Spring is some is a time for us to um, to grow, to come out, to emerge, you know, come out of hibernation. So there's a lot of people, I think, are ready to come out of hibernation, you know? Got folks that are scrambling every which way, trying to get these COVID shots. And I'll be damned if they're not getting them. Had some folks that are in their 50s today that are not. Well, one's a teacher and one is a... I guess it works in healthcare, I guess you could say, kind of, sort of. Works in pharmaceutical industry. They got their uh, vaccinations, and their kids got their vaccinations. And people feel like like we're moving out of this, like we're, we're making progress. And I think it's because we are, right? Um, the infection rates have plummeted significantly, and the rate of vaccination which can offer more than 90%, 95% percent immunity <clears throat> recognition um, of this virus, you know, 95% less likelihood that you're going to get an active infection it means I'm not going to give it to you. CDC just... Uh, Drop some knowledge on us saying that folks who are fully vaccinated, which uh, should be achieved after a couple couple weeks following full vac- full uh, protection, or protection in the vicinity of you know the ninety five percent, that that is possible, made possible two weeks subsequent to the second exam. Uh, inoculation. So <clears throat> at that point, shit, they're saying, look, now they're saying that you can, you don't need to quarantine unless you have symptoms. If you've been fully vaccinated, you can be in a closed space with other people who've also been vaccinated or who are low risk without a mask. Huh. I mean, this is like against everything we've come to Understand, you know, we've stayed away from family and friends and coworkers, and stopped life as we knew it because this critter was out there lurking. And a lot of people that we know, 
did in fact contract this virus. And many lived through it, but there's hundreds of thousands of people who died inside of a year due to this critter. Many were old folks. Many were immune compromised. Many will have uh, potentially what's called the long COVID, which is an, a lingering infection that can hang around for a long time. And they can have flare-ups of this, and uh, they're fine for a while, and then they you know, can't breathe well, or they have a clotting issue or something, you know, some manifestation of this chronic COVID infection. That's, that would be terrible. Um, and so I'm so happy to hear that we're making progress and that the spring is coming and that things, uh, they're, they're passing a relief bill. So they're still trying to, you know, the new administration and uh, our government is trying to help even more, you know, trying to provide people assistance. Uh, shit, by this time I've gotten two, uh, I think I mentioned two of those uh, PPP loans that have helped me pay my staff and run my business and business is doing better now and I really appreciate those efforts and I really appreciate the acceleration um, the innovation around the vaccine and that I've been able to get one and that protects me and my family and my patients um, I feel like for the first time in a long time I feel optimistic. I mean, I'm, always, I'm typically an optimist. But I feel like, wow, there's a lot to be optimistic about for once. So that's awesome. So it was a beautiful day and filled with beautiful people consulting me to help them um, live a pain-free, functional life with greater mobility and laughs and positivity all around. I listened to a friend um, a couple people, you know, trying to be out just like we all do. I'm out there, I open my ear, open my heart to people who are hurting. Jesus Christ. So I got a Marine buddy who's uh, laid up in the hospital going to rehab. He's trying to learn how to walk again. He's had a very rough road. The Italian tank. Keep him in your thoughts and prayers. A great guy. You know, I want to get him back on his feet, literally. Um, got a lot of folks out there. You know, I talked about the um, you know, the people that need our support. And there's been a lot of folks, you know, I had a conversation this afternoon and I've been thinking about this. When, pe- when some people emerge from this pandemic, they finally leave their homes. And some are starting to trickle in. I had a patient who I haven't seen in a year. One of my regulars. Great guy. Teacher. Um, love our time together. He has refrained from coming in because he's got two young kids and so on and so forth. So he just returned. But... uh there's going to be some people that finally, when they finally emerge, have been cooped up for so long. My analogy is like, I don't know, it's kind of like that Japanese soldier that uh, remained on some island in the Pacific 
deter, you know, decades after World War II came to a close, didn't know that the war was over. So remained there and still kind of maintained some defenses. Didn't hear anything, just lived lived his life. And I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna Wikipedia that because that's interesting, strange, but. It's going to be strange when people emerge from this, too. They finally come out of their houses and they're going to be all fucked up. Maybe some will be reluctant to ever come out of their house again. You know, somebody was saying that, uh, well, you know, which I've read is true. A lot of uh, infectious disease, like the flu, rates of the flu, there were like 200 uh, severe cases of the flu in the past year, whereas normally there's tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands maybe, I don't know, millions of cases of flu that can be deadly and can be a detriment to our society. Look, here I'm passing this church. Church lot is full. Maybe they're having a Bible study on this Wednesday night. So, there have been, back to the, the flu rates, there are people might say, well, you know what, maybe it's just best that we don't spend as much time around each other. We talked about how, you know, if we were sick back in the day, is it going to keep you out of work? Is it going to prevent you from going on vacation? Fuck no. I'm going on vacation. I'm going to work. I got to take care of people. I got to earn my living. I got to, you know, resp- responsibilities. And there are always there were always some who would shame you and be like, oh, well, you shouldn't be here. Why are you at work? You should be home. You know, you're going to get everybody sick, which is kind of true, but also we can't live, on the other hand, we can't live our lives running scared all the time. Now, if it's an unfamiliar um, virus, okay, maybe we should be proceed with caution, but if it's something that we're, we have immune, immunity against, you know, something that we're, you know, we're young and strong, and we can fucking go out there and live and shake hands and hug and do all those things without feeling like we need to um, de-louse ourselves in rubbing alcohol. I'd like to get to that point again. Reality is we're surrounded by countless microorganisms, many of whom are actually helping us in various ways, some of which we don't even fully appreciate, but they're you know, countless, countless viruses and bacteria that assist us and cohabitate with us and maybe squeeze out any of the more um, virulent strains or renegade critters that would really mean us harm. So I like to get back to the, the hugging and shaking hands and interacting and dinners out and concert going and all that shit. I know we all want to get there, but some people will never do, do other things and do some things again. So that's that's just the way it's going to be. Anyway, let me end this part of the podcast on a high note. We're moving in the right direction. Are we not? Let's get there. Let's be wary. Let's get vaccinated. Let's get well. Let's start living again. Fucking A, yes? All right. I'm going to plug right now a really good um, video series or humor. There's a fucking uh, 
guy named Aussie Man Reviews. So he's an Aussie, and he's a man, and he does these reviews. He'll dub in, he'll speak over um, a video that's playing, and I saw a bunch of his. He, he dubbed, oh, dubbed in, talked over the uh, Oprah interview of the royal couple there, and he did another one, which is a bunch of, like, Cambodian military recruits or soldiers or whatever they're standing in formation and there we'll call him a sergeant walks around and just he, for some reason he's striking all these you know, he's kicking and punching them in sequence as he walks by he'll elbow this guy and he's uh, punch this guy and sweep the leg of this guy and I think it's some sort of bizarre hazing ritual that they have but it's fucking hilarious to watch this guy um some of these videos, man. They're really, really funny. So check them out. Aussie Man Reviews. Alright. little friggin' uh, eclectic arrangement for the podcast this evening. There, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, bellyache about something right now. Okay, and I've, I've said this before, but nothing pisses me off more than when you say you're going to do something and then you don't do it. You know? It bothers me, right? We need to be able to count on people in our lives, right? Count on people to do the right thing, to do what they say they're going to do. So, wet my whistle there. There's this person who's been in my life for more than a decade. I love the guy. Dude was a boot camper. He's a friend. Uh, supported him time and again, tried to help him. He's helped me. Uh, recently, the guy reached out to me, threw his back out. So okay. You know, I can't see you today, but I'll get you tomorrow at 10 a.m. Guess what? 10 a.m. this morning comes. I prioritize this guy on my schedule. He doesn't show up. Now, this isn't the first or the 15th time that he's done this to me. In some capacity or another. I mean, he would sign up. Each successive Dr. Drill platoon would show up and hand me two crisp $100 bills. A $200 tuition for a two-month boot camp experience. That was my passion to, um, to run, to operate to lead and we honored this guy we embraced him as our own uh, put him on the squad opened our heart to the guy and genuinely cared about him you know one of my favorite parts of the program was the teamwork and the, the togetherness and the camaraderie and I, what pissed me off is that platoon after platoon this guy he would sign up but he would not show up so he'd hand me this money, and I was pleased to be able to turn a, a living doing fitness, which is not something, you know, I don't know, a fraction of a percent of people are actually successful in that field. I was very successful, okay? Ran this boot camp for 15, 16 years, and helped a lot of people had tremendous adventures, made countless memories, 
made a good bit of money. A good living. But I don't want your money if you are not going to utilize my product. Well, some people might say, well, what do you care what they do with it? I'll tell you what I care. It's about integrity. Your money, it doesn't, it's not, doesn't fill my heart with joy. It doesn't please me to receive a payday when somebody is taking my, my passion and squandering it. So you have an opportunity for two months to show up early and train hard and be part of the team and accomplish whatever goals you might have, which for most of us, it was always losing some weight, getting in shape, getting motivated, getting on track to health. There were times when this gentleman told me that basically his life depended on it. He needed to, you know, to make some changes. And if he did, then he would be, you know, he would have a long, healthy life. If he didn't, kept going in the direction he was going, you know, he could, he could meet an early demise. And that I took very serious. I very much wanted to help him and cut loose some of the benefits of the program and I was pleased that he valued the program. That he wanted to be part of the team. That he was ready to vote with his dollar. His, you know, his, his, his livelihood, his, his income. And, and would stand there and put a big smile on his face and say, I'll see you. I'll see you on Monday. And a lot of people would do that. And that made me so happy because... It was like, yeah, you, you know, you know, they, they, they knew, they felt so strongly about something like that. When somebody buys a product of yours and they're like, hell yeah, I'm freaking stoked. I can't wait to start this journey because they had experienced it before and had some positive uh, outcomes and wanted to repeat that or to, they valued it. And that meant so much to me. But this guy, track record of signing up and not showing up, always pissed me off. Because I cared. I wanted to see him really throw himself into the work and benefit. And then I'd gladly take his money if that was the, the scenario, you know. So I haven't... We haven't been around the boot camp in a year or more because of COVID, because it was time for me to kind of move on. Um, who knows who might resurrect it from the ashes once we get out of this bullshit and we get the clear to train again. Maybe we'll 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 run a Dr. Drill instructor program again in some capacity. People who who were in my life that I trained with, that I served with, that I have a friendship with, I, I try to be the best possible friend or mentor or whatever, man, co-worker. I, I want to be there for people, you know. It's the right thing to do. I, that you That people can count on me means a lot. I maybe go overboard with it sometimes, but when this guy reached out to me recently and said, hey, you know, I need to get in to see you, 
I was like, okay, you got it, man. I haven't seen you in a while. You're hurting. Let's get you in first thing tomorrow. Doesn't show up. I text message the guy and say, hey, where you at? <clears throat> and says, oh, my ride didn't show up. Well, this is like two hours after the fact. If your guy lives like a, a, I don't know, a few blocks away from my office. If you're hurting that bad, I'll fucking come pick you up in my truck. I'll pay for a cab to come pick you up. We'll call an Uber to come pick you up. Just be here so that I can get my hands on you and help you. Now, the fact that, that he responds to my text message a couple hours later indicates to me that he forgot or dropped the ball in some way, and I got my suspicions. I'm not going to say what's going on, but if you ask for my help, same thing with a boot camp or similar. If you ask for my help, but then you drop the ball, I feel like it's kind of like Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Because I operate a a certain way. I try to. It's my ambition to operate above board, with integrity, to be one of the people out there that really gives a shit. And that people know that about me. And that I'm there for fucking people. You know? Now, this guy took a a spot on my schedule, and didn't show up, told me that he needed my help, his dire need of my help, and I'm there for him, and he doesn't show up, and gives me some cockamamie excuse that his ride didn't show up. You know, we call a fucking ambulance if you're that bad, man. I'll be over there. I'll pull you out of your house. I had somebody ask me... The other day, do you do uh, home visits? Because, you know, my wife is, can't get out of bed. She's hurting so bad, you know. The answer to that question is, yeah. If it's somebody I, you're somebody I value, I love, I care for, I'll be there for you. I had a guy one time, he couldn't get out of his bed. I came over his house and adjusted him on his bed and carried him down the stairs with the help of the EMTs. To this day, I know that he appreciates that gesture, and I know that if I ever needed him, that he would be there for me. That's the type of person I think it's it's important to be in this world. There's not enough people that, that operate like that. I don't know why, but it's... To me, it's the right way to, to operate. I don't know why more people aren't, aren't this way. Maybe they are. I don't know. Maybe they're squeamish about it. Maybe they don't generally don't give a fuck. But it pisses me off, man. This is just one example of, of quite a few that I encounter regularly where people just, they don't fucking get it. They don't, they don't understand. They're not picking up what I'm putting down. Now, this guy took a uh, an appointment. We've been very busy lately. And everybody's time is valuable. My time is valuable. Patient's time is valuable. 
you know, I go out of my way to try to stay on schedule and try to, you know, serve people above and beyond my ability. You got to be there for the appointment, man. And I guess what I'm saying is that I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But I suspect very strongly because this guy has left me hanging dozens of times in my association with him. I don't know why I fucking keep him on my lines. I don't know why I still try to help. I mean, because, as I said, out half hour ago. I am an optimist. I do try to think people are good and that certainly there's somebody that needs my help. God, there's nothing there's nothing more important than to be there for some for your fellow human being. But don't fuck me over. You know, because then you're not going to have me to kick around. I'm just saying this to bellyache about it. I'm sure that some of our listeners understand what I'm talking about. You got to be there, man. It's a simple gesture. It's a simple thing that you can do each and every day. Is wherever you're at, be there 100%. Listen to other people. People are hurting right now. They're in pain. And hurt people hurt people. But here's the problem. My old analogy. If I'm out, you're you're drowning, I'm a lifeguard. I'm going to try to save your ass. But if you, in the process of that, you pull me down and threaten my life, then you're not going to have me. I'm going to push you back into the current and off you go, under you go. You're not going to have me to help you. That's that's a very uh, an interesting scenario. I think it's actually quite common, and, you know. To a lesser extent, it doesn't have to be something involving our mortality. I'm just saying that there's a lot of folks out there that they they ask and they add and they they take 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 resources from other people. Well, everybody's resources, it, you know, is precious. Everybody's time is precious. everybody's um, intentions should be taken to be good and and should be honored. Some motherfuckers show up. You want my help? You got it. You better fucking take me up on it or you're not going to have me to kick around anymore. You can find some other doctor. You can find some other boot camp guy. I'm not going to be... Um, you know, my, my time is and my, my efforts are important to me and they're important to other people who fucking honor it. It's a shame. You know, what saddens me the most about this sort of situation, this kind of scenario, is that it bothers me that I keep falling for the shit. See, I'm a sucker. Every time, if somebody asks me for help again, I'm going to fucking accept. I'm going to be there. I'll be the first one trying to assist. And I'll get stepped on again. You know what I mean? <laughs> now, it's not going to change. I'm not going to stop being me. But it's it's unfortunate when somebody squanders opportunities and people are willing to help them and they'll let them down, you know? 
like that. Uh, and a lot of times people know, they know not what they do. I have told the story before about my wife, the story she tells from one of her first jobs. She worked in a bakery and this young uh, mother and child, children would come in and they, they didn't have any money. And they, so she gave them I don't know, a loaf of bread or something. And when they came in, uh, they would come in all the time thereafter and they would always look for Mandy and they would they would try to get her to give them free shit because she she tried to help them uh, once upon a time which is unfortunate but it's just human nature stuff to think about my friends so I guess the moral of the story is Lots to be optimistic about. We're moving forward. We're freaking getting going to get beyond COVID. Spring is coming. Plants and animals are going to be running amok. It's a beautiful thing to see all that growth and refreshment from the cold winter. It's time to come out of uh, hibernation. Don't be like that uh, Japanese soldier still trying to hold down the fort when the friggin' war has been over for decades. Improvise, adapt, and overcome. Rise up better than ever. But don't be a fuckhead. Okay? If you want help, if you need it, ask for it. Receive it. But if you squander the good nature of other people, folks are going to know that about you. If for no if for no other reason then I'm gonna talk about you in my podcast. <laughs>